1: How many times have you thought that life has so messed up what God had planned for you that, gosh, now you're just about to believe it? How many of you have thought that you've waited too long? Now it's too late. Or you're too old. Or God has passed you by. Friends, if these words parallel with some of your thinking, let me say to you today and hear me clearly, I understand. Because these were my thoughts. But hear this. That was not my truth. They were all lies. They still are lies that cause us to doubt and to keep delaying the plan God actually has declared for our lives. The truth is everything that is a part of your past, God is ready to use toward the fulfilling of your purpose. Wait a minute. No, you didn't misunderstand me. Listen to that again. The truth is everything that is a part of your past, Even those things that no one knows about, even those things that you're still hiding, even those things that are still speaking shame, guilt, and regret to you, those are the very things God is ready and able and ready to use toward fulfilling your purpose. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, your host. Today we are talking about restoration and the healing power of God as documented in my first book Burdens to Blessings. Today I've invited a group of friends who have walked that path of burdens to blessings from the hurt to the healing who have found out a way to use their past for God's purpose and now have decided are willing and want to come on to be a voice of God's hope to all of us today. So, good morning, friends. Welcome to coffee. Let's just start out this morning by I'm just going to ask each of you to introduce yourself. You can use your first name if you'd like, and where you're calling in from. This is actually my first show from Georgia, so where are you calling in from today?
2: Hi, Kim. This is Karen, and I'm from Maryland.
1: Hi, Karen. Good morning,
2: Hi, Kim. Kim. This is.
0: This is Lynn. I'm from Texas.
1: Hey, Glenn. And I heard Laura.
3: Yes. Hello, Kim. This is Laura, and I'm calling in from sunny Florida. Oh, wow. Wonderful. (laughs) And? And hey, Kim.
1: It is Jen calling from Phoenix, Maryland. Phoenix, Maryland. so, Audience, you can see that we're from all over the place, from Georgia to Texas to Florida to Maryland. So we're not in the same place, and we're actually being uh, aired out of Atlanta. So if you hear us tripping over each other or interrupting, it's because we're not in the same place. And this is a, a a topic of passion so get ready because there's going to be a lot of just interrupting and scooting along beside one another because ladies we really are passionate about this subject of burdens of blessings aren't we Yes. Yeah, absolutely
0: sure. yes yes
1: and why is that why why is this why has this become so, so important for us to talk about do you think
0: Well, you all, this is Lynn. I'm from Texas. I think that it is so important for us to discuss this, all all of this, and to get it all out because it's never too late to change your thinking, and we're all just fighting, not so much we're fighting our past, but we're fighting for our future.
1: Mm, Love that. I I think also... Go ahead, Laura.
3: Oh, I was going to say, I think it's really important as a Christian to have a scriptural framework to sit down and analyze the things that have happened in our lives that, you know, we all are the sum of our experiences that can help to a certain degree make sense of it or figure out how to make, take a burden and make it into your blessing. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Why have you all, how have you all found, you know, the the, the concept of this book, the underlying concept, you know, is f- first and foremost, the, the scripture, the scriptural path. This is the path for, for anyone who's just listening. This path is actually a documented path that God took me on. It began twenty over twenty years ago, twenty some years ago, uh, actually twenty seven years ago, when I just reached the bottom of Kim. I just reached, you know, I was one of those who was leading women's ministry. I went to church. I knew how to, I knew how to speak the language. I knew how to say everything in church and to my other believing friends. You know, I, I knew the right things, but there was a disconnect in my heart. And I could not figure it out. And it came, I I came to the point to where I got to the end of Kim. I tried everything, I'd done everything, and it just wasn't working. And I can remember getting to a place where I just fell flat on my face. It was after a, a, a probable diagnosis of leukemia. God allowed that to bring me to the end of me and help me to really look up and for the first time I, th- I thought if my life means anything, I've got to know what it means. And at that point I found the scripture of Matthew eleven, twenty eight, where the scripture says, Come to me, you who are weary and burdened. Weary and burdened. Now what does weary and burdened, ladies, what does that mean to you? And do you do you do you think our world is weary and burdened now?
2: Oh, definitely. This is Karen from Maryland. It seems weary and burdened. I always think of as being just tired, just exhausted, uh, just tired of sort of plodding through every day. And I think this time, at this time in our world, we there are so many things that we are weary of. We're weary from COVID. We're weary from politics. We're no matter uh, what what you think. We're just um, we're just tired of of all that is coming
1: at us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in the midst of all that's going on on the outward, the, the the sad thing is is Karen all that is going on out, you know beyond us that so those are externals but there's an internal battle that's going on and for most people they are sitting in church or they're when they can't go to church or they're among other people and other people don't even realize the internal warfare that's going on that really is is even greater than so many of these these externals that we're facing. It is a war. It is a battle that's raging within us. So the concept of burdens of blessings, yes, is that biblical path, but it's also a path that requires communication, talking to one another. Why is it so important? Why have you found that so important, ladies, to really verbalize what's going on inside you, maybe even if it's for the first time?
4: Well, I th- this is Jen from Maryland, and I think um, verbalizing it, which I never would have thought before, but once um, I did and I've witnessed other women doing the same, it's just such a healing behind it. It's almost like mm-hmm. just saying it is sort of accepting it um, and allowing yourself to do something with it. So at least for me, mm-hmm. I felt a lot more empowered.
0: Wow. Well, Thank you, Jen. I think you everybody right. Yeah, I think Jen's right. This is Lynn. Um, You know, it's, it's to me, it is kind of funny that we all kind of put on a mask and and you know wear our best face forward with a lot of people. And this study has allowed me to quite honestly share with people I I didn't know, people I probably would never have met, you know, Mm. save for this study, and it's allowed me, I I think in some ways it's allowed me to be a little bit more free to be honest with the Mm. the ladies that that are in our Burdens to Blessing group, and then, of course, we break down into smaller groups. And even our small group, we're, we're a very close-knit group. After just a few weeks, I, I, I cannot believe what a change it's, it's made for me, even in that sharing process.
1: I love that, Lynn. And, and here's what's so amazing. And Laura can speak to this because Laura and I talked about this. You know, Burdens of Blessings is a very intimate study. It's where we allow one another to crawl into our hearts so that we can truly understand one another and relate to one another. And because, and, and when I travel, and I travel globally to do this, I've done this in London, I've done this all around the U.S., you know, when, when, when I would go, it was to be in that circle, to be with a small group, to really be able to, 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 be, to look into one another's eyes so when here's the pandemic hits and right, Laura, we said, there's no way. I mean, could this possibly work through the zoom? And Laura, you and I talked about that the other day. How surprised are we at even the depth of how the zoom has brought this, the truth that the freedom to speak like
3: Lynn was talking about. It, it is surprising because I am definitely a people person. I love to do things, you know, in face and, um, and being able to see someone and their expressions, their, their facial cues, when you're in a sharing mode is, is really helpful. And I just wasn't sure how that was going to translate through technology and Zoom, you know, not being able to reach over and touch someone's arm who was starting, you know, to cry or, or become very emotional, you know, how would we be able to support each other? So I was shocked when I really think the technology maybe in some ways lets, lets people, you know, get more uh, intimate and, you know, more, more quickly. But it definitely didn't slow us down in bonding. And, and going back to, you know, a, a remark that Jen made, the important part of um, verbalizing our pain and being able to, to really discuss the meat of the matter um, is because most of our days, we're in places where we can't talk about that internal pain. We can't go to work and talk about yes. how bad our marriage is or that we're contemplating divorce. We can't turn to our children and have those discussions And certainly the cashier um, at the grocery store um, it's you know can't hear it, doesn't want to hear it. So we're so limited in sharing certain facts because they, um, you know, have brought implications on other people's lives. I mean, the two biggest things I personally have gone through have been a divorce with young children and then cancer. And in both of those instances, I really had to filter what information, um, you know, I gave to people that weren't in a trusted circle. And that is what our Burdens to Blessings group is, a trusted circle, not therapists. Um, not life coaches that are going to tee up, you know, five action plans for you, Um, just people to listen. And and again, Mm -hmm. go back to the scriptural framework that can help get us through. And that is why it works on zoom because we're able to still take advantage um, of that. That does, you know, the technology doesn't get in our way. And, um, and I have found in our group, Online, we are even though we can't reach through the screen and touch touch someone's arm, we're very quick um, to pause to take a moment of prayer, or to recognize and give somebody that time to slow down mm. to feel the emotion mm. and go on. So it's very different than even sitting down with your six best friends. Very different. Mm. Yeah, good
1: good points. Yeah, because a lot of times your best friends don't even know the depth of your your heart. So we've we've found that so many times that to have a group when we go into our small groups on Zoom, that when you're with people, and Lynn kind of hit on this, when you're with people that you don't know, sometimes it's freeing to be able to just to share because they don't know uh, so much about, you know, you're not going to bump into them at the grocery store and you're not going to, you know, there's mm-hmm. four states away or two neighborhoods away or whatever. And it, there's a freedom in that. But I wanted to touch on that. One of the reasons, um, uh, one of the reasons that's so important, this communication, along with everything that you all have said, you know, the Bible tells us in Psalms fifty-one-six. It says God, God desires, He requires truth in our innermost beings. You know, He requires that for healing. It's just like uh, you all give, heard me share the example of my granddaughter when she fell that time, and and I was there, and she had that little bit of gravel in her um, in her knee, and her mom. You know, had to go and and kind of, uh, she couldn't just put a Band-Aid over that and leave the gravel in there. She had to go to the innermost parts of that wound. She had to clean it out for it to truly be healed. And that's what God is saying to us. If we want to truly be healed, we have to quit treating the symptoms and we have to quit putting Band-Aids on the herds thinking that that's the right thing to do for each other. And we have to really help use his word to, to go into the wounds and let it slowly begin to be healed. It's a beautiful picture of the Samaritan woman when Jesus was talking with her. You know, she wanted just to cover it up and she wanted to say, well, what about these people? What about those people? But he kept bringing her back to her truth. And for one reason, listeners, I want you to hear this. Jesus kept bringing the Samaritan woman back to her truth because he didn't want her to think that he, she had fooled him and had hidden her truth. Because if she thought that he was satisfied with anything less than her truth, then she would have never truly discovered and known the depth of God's love and his healing power. So when God comes to us, when we're in these groups and we allow one another to share our deepest wounds and our deepest hurts, ladies, wouldn't you all agree that that is us showing our greatest love for them by allowing ourselves to be able to be a part of hearing their deepest wounds and hurts? Comments on that? Yeah.
0: This well, is Jen. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Go <laughs> ahead, Jen.
1: I was just
4: going to say, I totally agree. And um, one thing I know personally is some of my bestest friends at this point have come through this study because you do realize you're sharing on such a different level. Um, And Mm -hmm. I know that when I've gone through really tough times, sometimes those are the people I reach out to first because they've just seen such a different side. Um, Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I really love about this study, as you were saying, Kim, is, you know, we're we're vulnerable and we're sharing. And I know that – we're not, we're not telling people what to do. We're not giving advice. And that's one thing I love about this study is you've always told us just to kind of allow ourselves to be where we are and, and not to mm-hmm. give advice to others on where we should be. And that's always kind of been something that stuck with me because I always call it the noise of the world, you know, the family, the coworkers, the friends that kind of want to tell you what to do because they care about you or they just kind of want you to be through it. And, um, and that's not a, that's just not the right way, right? Because if we're not stopping and really listening to what God wants us to do, um, then you're going to just keep ending up right back in that same spot. And so, yeah.
1: um,
4: so I love not only for myself, but even for others with this, um, mm-hmm. learning what's in their inner heart, but also just being able to more walk the journey with them versus trying to rush them through it.
1: Absolutely. I love that. It's step by step. And and one of the go, going back to something that you referred to and that uh, well I guess every every one of you have re- referred to and the uh, and and mainly the real reason I ask why is communication so important and for for listeners you know sometimes so many times until you get into a situation where you can truly trust someone, because let's face it, everybody's probably shared with someone and it's come back to hurt you. You know, not everybody mm-hmm. in this world is trustworthy. And so you, do, what you've got to do is you've got to put that behind you and you have to say, okay, I'm going to try it again. I've tried it before, but I'm going to try it again. Because I will tell you in these groups, we have a friendship agreement. And I, it, maybe in 25 years, I may have had maybe three people that broke that trustworthiness and share it a little bit. And I can tell you, I was right on their doorstep um, talking to them, and lots, lots of times they didn't even really understand what they had done. So it's a very trustworthy group. But the reason that it's so important for us to be able to articulate this hurt and get it out, is almost like a regurgitation of the pain. It's a healing from the inside out. But here's the thing. If you have hurt and pain... As long as they're on the inside of you, they are speaking to you. They are bullying you. They're telling you to be quiet. They're, and ladies, I, w- I need your follow up on this once I get finished. But they are telling you to be quiet. They're filling you with shame, guilt, and regret. Well, if you hadn't done that, oh, if you had, had you know, if you hadn't waited this long, all those. And this is an exercise that we do in the study how these how our thoughts bully us. But once we get to the point to where we're able to. To uh, uh, free ourselves Of that speak it, uh, In whatever way That feels good to you What happens is, is That is your first step Toward healing You see you have to acknowledge the pain To really be able to begin the healing So as soon as that has happened Let me tell you what happens Two things happen You take your first step of healing And the person who has just Listened to that And this goes back to what Uh, uh, Laura was saying Why it works even through Zoom Because everyone Is always looking into the eyes Of the other people to see how they're Going to receive their hurt And so if you are listening To someone's hurt and they See those eyes of compassion They see those eyes with tears They see those eyes that Stay then you by Listening become an agent Of God's healing you are you are a fleshly look at a godly spiritual principle of healing. So when someone shares one, they are taking the first step of healing, and the listener is allowing themselves to be a part of that person's healing. That's powerful to me. I'll never get over that truth. Comments on that? That is just so powerful to me. Well,
2: and and I think Tim, this is Karen. I think when you when you hear what the other person is saying excuse me there's always there's always somebody else who is identifying with that with a part of that yes. story and that's just so remarkable that God puts us together in in our groups like that that somebody else is just saying yes I felt that kind of pain too or that happened to me and that allows them their own healing
0: yes
1: Absolutely. Great point. Great point. Great point, Karen. Anybody else? Well, this is Lynn.
0: I think that I think that Karen kind of touched on this, but but the fact that that somebody else would be touched by something that you said, and then it allows them to start sharing or or certainly acknowledge your pain or your struggle then it becomes a trust situation with us, us people, and then it also allows us to see God's trust, and then we start to believe more in God's timing. For me, that's always been a, a, a part of it is uh, God's timing, and I'm I'm learning every day to to watch and wait.
1: Mm. And 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 then to respond when he says go right, Lynn. Yes, yes, no, indeed. Absolutely. And that's that's some of the things that we, we talk about in this is, is God's timing. So let me just ask you all, listen, we have uh, listeners, I want you to know, we, we have a few more minutes before we get to midway in this show already, which is unbelievable. But the second part of the show, we are going to open up the lines. If you would like to call in, if you have a question, if you've been through the study and you'd like to make a comment, and you can simply call 347 324 Five two four six and press one to come online. That's three four seven three two four five two four six. Press one, ladies. Let me ask you all before you uh, began the study. What was what was one of your greatest fears that maybe as soon as you got into the study you realized, oh my gosh, that was just another lie that I had concocted in my mind, or or something came from somewhere that almost caused me to miss this opportunity. Well, Kim, this is Jen, and I would
4: say, I was just thinking, um, even before you asked that question, um, I remember thinking, but I, I don't want to act like a victim. I don't, that's just not my personality. I don't want to talk about my stuff and, and feel like <laughs> I'm playing some victim that I want people to feel sorry for. And so mm-hmm. I, I remember that kind of ringing in my head, thinking, gosh, this just seems so odd to, want to talk about your stuff and everybody sort of pity each other. And then I quickly realized it, it wasn't like that at all. It was, it was really, like I said, nobody giving you advice on it or really, it, it really became between God and I. And, um, and yet there's a million quotes and sayings and, and scripture that I learned through everybody else um, in the group, but it really just became that one-on-one relationship of like, okay, just me and him and diving into that, not me playing victim in front of everybody else and expecting them to, to rub my back and say it's going to be okay.
1: Mm, good point. Good, good point. Anybody else? Kim, Kim this is Kim Laura.
3: And, and one of my thoughts was when I signed up to go through burdens and blessings, and it was just a real God wink that it occurred at a time when I happened to be in Maryland, which had become very rare at that point in my life. It was months, six months or so after I had had a lot of treatment for cancer. So I was actually in a very good I felt very positive. I was expanding my faith um, in several different ways. And so this Bible study uh, with Kim seemed like an ideal opportunity. Um, You know, I could acknowledge, you know, burdens. And I I just thought it was going to be a positive experience. What I didn't expect was how much opportunity for introspection there was specifically Mm -hmm. on those burdens, how it helped me uncover other burdens that went further back in time that I had been walking with for so long I didn't realize how much they affected the way I was today it's kind of like walking in mud you just you just get used to it you're slogging along but you know at times you do feel more tired than others but like I said when I went into burdens and blessings I felt like I was in in a complete place of uh Gratitude and just, you know, looking for an opportunity to be part of a, a study and a, and a small group, and it was all of that, and it was, you know, nothing but positive, but I just walked away with so much more than I expected.
1: Laura, thank you so much. That makes me think, and Jen, too, thank you so much. That makes me think of uh, one of the things that we talk about in burdens of Blessings is that how we just take on different different feelings and different words and we, we just think that that's who we are like you know we go out into the world and we we feel like we just want to share or we want to you know we want to write that book or we want to sing that song and we're just thinking oh well I'm just kind of shy I'm just going to sit here and be quiet and and we laughingly say God didn't make you you know get you 99 percent Made perfectly, and then say, "Oh, this this person's too perfect. I have to throw in some insecurity here to hold them back a little bit." And while that's funny, it's still it's almost it is the truth that we accept the fact we we take flaws as, as as something as oh this is just who I am. But that's not who God made us to be. We are His masterpiece, according to Ephesians two ten. We are made. We're not saved by good works, but we're saved to do good works, according to in Ephesians two ten as well, and that you know that we are prepared for every good work. The things that we put in our mind that are to do good in this world are from Him, and so if He puts them in our mind, that anything that's holding us back, that's a burden. Anything that's speaking to us, that's saying, wait, don't do it now, you're not worthy, oh, what about your past, or, oh, you're not ready, or you're not smart enough, that's a burden. So it could be something, a burden could be something very traumatic from our past. It could just be the power of making us feel like it's too late and just to sit on the pew and be quiet. Isn't that true, ladies?
3: Mm -hmm. this is Karen,
1: and I, I would say that that's, That was my
2: experience, and that's what held me back not from going to the study but from fully participating um, and and sharing the first several uh, sessions because I was listening to people around me who really had tragedies in their lives and who had been abused or or who had a child or things that were um, so, as I said, so traumatic. And I was thinking, well, I I don't really have a burden, what, or what What can I say? I can't say anything. And then I heard you say once, you know, um, some of us might not have that sort of big boulder in our lives, but if we're walking around, if you're walking around with a pebble in your shoe, it's okay for the first few days or whatever, but ultimately that pebble in your shoe is causing you just as much pain and just as much of a problem as if you had had something. And that's what allowed me to really think about things and to open up and to share, Um, to share my own insecurity, which had been with me my whole life and been speaking to me. Um, But I just figured, well, that's just kind of how I am. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. That's just kind of how I am. And and that's okay. You know, I can deal with that. But God showed me um, a much different path. It was really Mm -hmm. transforming.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that, Karen. You know, it was that it was that sentence, uh, that that scripture, "The truth will set you free." And what was it yes. that you remembered from that?
2: It was yeah, it was your own, your own truth, free. And I just that just hit me like lightning because I thought mm, I know a lot about God's truth because I've been taught that, but oh my gosh, I've never acknowledged. The things, I, I never acknowledged my own truth. And that, mm. was, that was the moment that started the healing and the transformation.
1: And and I remember that you had been through Birds of Blessings a couple of times. You had you had come on more as a staff member with me, and you were going through it. And and that's what's so ironic is that God's Word is alive and active. And and let and and ladies and men who are listening to this, this is the beauty of Birds of Blessings. You can go into it and you can sit in a group and you can sit there the whole session and never say a word and just soak up the goodness of what what is happening with other people. Soak up the truth. You know, that you're hearing from other people There's never a requirement of anyone To ever speak at any time But then when you're ready Karen, is that like your third time Of helping me through burdens of blessings That it really dawned on you It's like you you, It took that long for God to just Kind of slowly lead you into your truth And then when it It, happened Go ahead
2: Oh, go ahead No, I I was actually going to say Actually, it was the fourth time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: um, wow. that
2: I was going through it or, you know, how I was helping and, and sort of going through it. And it was the fourth time that I finally, mm-hmm. uh, I finally opened up and, and said, this is, this is what I'm dealing with. And it was then that God began to sort of peel the layers back.
3: Wow. Yes.
1: That's, that's, that is pretty powerful right there. Well, listen, um, this is uh, a great conversation. Thank you, uh, Lynn and Laura and Jen and Karen, uh, we're going to take a 30-second break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to open up the the lines if anyone would like to call in. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question. Uh, We are concluding our current Burdens of Blessings. We have four groups going through now by Zoom. So we have people from all across the country who are able to take it. It's a, a fabulous way that God has allowed us to use this technology. He knew that this time was coming, and he had already prepared a way for his ministry to continue on. So um, once we conclude these groups that are happening now, we're going to be getting uh, starting new groups probably in May, around the 1st of May. So if you'd like to be a part of that, we'd love for you to, uh, to consider but in the meantime, we're going to take a 30-second break, and we're going to get back. I'm going to ask each of these ladies, what did you learn about yourself, or what did you learn about others? And then after that, we're going to talk about what we learned about God. So, uh, friends, stay tuned. We're going to be back in just a few minutes with the conclusion of today's special broadcast about burdens of blessings. We'll be right back.
4: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee Show, Conversations of Friends of Faith, to encourage and equip, and that's what I hope today is about. My name is Kim Crable. I'm your host, and I'm delighted to have you with us. Today, I say, is a very special broadcast because it uncovers the passion of my heart, which is to help the restoration and healing of individuals who felt lost, who feel like pain has has. Um, negated, God's plan in their life, who feel like that they've waited too long. You know, the message is you're right on time, right where you are right now is right where you're supposed to be. But God doesn't want us to stay there. He has something greater. He has something better. Ephesians 3.10 tells us, glory be to God who by his power at work within us can do beyond anything we could ever imagine. Don't you feel, don't you sense in your life that there's more, but yet is there something Maybe, maybe just the thought that you've waited too long. But maybe it's a deep hurt. Maybe it's an abuse that you've suffered. Maybe it's abuse that you, you were a part of. Maybe you've made mistakes that you just wish to God you had never made. Well, friends, God knew that. He knows our past, tells each and every one of us that none of us, all of us, Come short of the glory of God. He tells us in John that we are going to have trials and tribulations. You know, he is honest with us. He, did, he doesn't set us up as to saying that you have to be perfect to be a part of my plan. As a matter of fact, Jesus doesn't say that pretense or perfectionism will set you free. He says that truth will unlock the hurts of your heart and the doors to freedom. And that's what Burdens the Blessings is all about. You see in that scripture of Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. If you go into the Greek there, the word rest means reversal. Burden means a task in waiting. And what God is saying to you today is, come to me with your weariness. Come to me with your hopelessness. Come to me with your pain Come to me with that shame, guilt, and regret because I am going to reverse that. And through the power of Christ himself and only through the power of Christ can he take what the enemy is trying to use against you and use it not only for your good but to help you be a benefit and a voice of hope to others. Now, I know that sounds really outlandish, and we, we go into that, right, ladies? In the chapter two, we talk about outlandish um, advertisements and how God's word is so profound that it just seems like there's no way it could be true. But, ladies, let's give testimony today. Have you found it to be true? In your life and maybe in your particular burden, not that you have to share your burden, but have you found that truth that God has been able to transform the hurts in your life or is transforming them?
0: Oh, yes, this is Lynn.
1: I was
0: absolutely drawn to this study because I had heard so many really good things about it from people who have been through it. And now this is my first time. And you know, I I find myself, you know, we have a little bit of homework ahead of the lesson, the reading, and uh, maybe something kind of fun to to uh, to bring to our meetings, and then we have our our notes uh, from the video, and then discussions in in our smaller groups. But what has really touched me is When I go back and I read through my notes afterwards, and then I sit and really dive in through the rest of the week, those things that have really touched me or that have really made me focus more on what my burden is, and and Mm -hmm. even my burden seems to be ever-evolving uh burden or burdens you know uh I found some other things to work on and uh just being able to sit with it and and learn ab- about myself through you know God working through all of these ladies that I'm I'm a part of a part of this group the the smaller group and the larger group and then, listening to Kim's testimony and and telling her story and and bravely sharing all of that with us Thank you, Lynn
4: and Kim, this is Jen I would say um I recently actually had an aha moment with this new study i I first went through burdens of blessings back in 2015 which was amazing because I started looking at my notes and it's very interesting to see how things have changed. But um, mm. I think when I first started, because life felt so good and normal for me at that time, um, I sort of looked at burdens as a situational sort of thing. And so I had um, in my past, I had a, an abusive relationship that was pro- I'd say physically, mentally, and emotionally abusive. And, but I looked at it as sort of a situation like, well, now, I have this amazing husband and he treats me like a princess. And, you know, so I was like, that's not really a burden. I would feel bad considering that a burden. Well, now in this new study, it was just last week, actually, just last Tuesday, as I was really thinking through some things, I realized it wasn't the situation that I necessarily look at as the burden, but I didn't realize how many personality traits and how many habits I had developed based on that original burden. And so it all of a sudden Mm -hmm. hit me like this epiphany of like, oh, my gosh, that's why I always feel the need to justify things or over-explain things to people, or that's why I'm so afraid to let people down. So I really had this epiphany Mm. of, like, it's these little now personality traces, I call them, that kind of were formed because of that original burden. So for me, it wasn't just Mm. this burden that was weighing me down of the situation, but it was all the aftermath of it. So that was kind of like, oh, wow, I never looked at it that way.
1: I love that. It's amazing to me how and and you know the men's group are doing this now, and it's called Confront and Conquer. And um, it's amazing to me. I was talking to some of the men the other day. It's like most of the time when you first write down your burden, most of the time I can look at that and I see that it's probably not really the burden, but as symptom of the burden. And as we go through the studies and God's word and and women begin to talk, there is that revelation. It's like, oh my gosh, it's deeper than what I thought it was. Such a beautiful thing because it's like a weed. You know, you can try. how many of you have been out weeding your garden and you pull the weed and you go, oh shoot, I didn't get the roots. It just tore off at the top. So you know the weed's going to grow back, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's like this. As long as we're just dealing with the symptoms, it's going to keep popping up and popping up and popping up. But when we pull the the roots out, then you know then we're free of that. You know that that's a that's a healing right there. And so um, I love that, Jen. I, I love that. It just shows God's at work in our lives. And and for our listeners, I want you to know the reason that this is so amazing. Uh, what God can do is that what He is doing. He he when He looks at us, He sees us as our potential. He doesn't see us as where we where we are. He's seeing where he wants to take us. He's wanting us to see all the incredibleness that he's put inside us. And so as we work through our history and our life, we're beginning to see, man, look what I've been able to get through. Look how I have persevered. Look how I didn't let that take me down. And in the process of that, also saying, but I can use this if I'm just allowing God to work in it a little bit. I can allow God to truly reverse this. And it really is a task in waiting, which means it is my way of using it to encourage and equip other women. So, um, so let's carry on. Our time is, gosh, it's, it's going by so quickly. Let me ask you all personally, what, what, what have you gotten out of this? Why would you tell, why are you glad that you went through it? Study, well, Kim, I mean.
3: I, this, this is Laura, and I have a, an epiphany and a, and a slight twist on it. Um, not only would I recommend for someone to go through this to understand themselves better, to unearth or, you know, unshoulder um, those burdens, that they even know what they are. I think sometimes we, we don't know what they are, and it's going through a study like this, it gives you deeper insight. What I also found, and the second reason why I would urge people to go through, is how this changed my relationship with others, not, not just my family, but people outside you know, my inner circle. Because once I understood the burdens that I had and where they came from, I was able to develop more compassion through grace for others. Mm-hmm. And now when I'm out in the world... I understand, you know, what other people are going through and how my words might affect someone. So I've become very conscious about, you know, how I treat people, what I say, how I say it. So I just think that it's helped me in, in all relationships and especially mm-hmm. me with myself. I'm a much better friend to myself as a result. <laughs> oh, I
1: love that. Laura, let's talk about that for a minute. Does that have anything to do because that was going to be one of my questions is how, does, how has going through burdens of blessings, how has being in that small group affected the way you, you react and respond to people outside that group? It, does that have anything to do with the exercise that we do where, peop, where people confidentially write down the hurts in their hearts that, that, that always surprises all of us?
3: A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we all know that hurt people hurt people. Um, mm-hmm. So taking care of your hurt, um, knowing exactly, very specific, although anonymous, burdens that others mm-hmm. care, I think that's what really opened my eyes to, oh, my gosh, um, you know, it's kind of like um, you think you're the only one having, struggling socially in middle school. Then we become adults <laughs> and we find out everyone pretty much hated middle school and you're like, yeah. Where were you all? Where were you? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. 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 It reminds me of that commercial I saw on TV of this, this, these women. I, mean, I don't remember everything about it, but this one woman gotten so fed up with trying to be so perfect like everyone else that she goes running out into I think it was a football field or something. And all the other women run after her. And, and this lady just falls to her feet. And she goes, I give up. I cannot be perfect like you all. I cannot be perfect. And then all the, all of a sudden, these other ladies just fall to their knees around her. And they go, but we're not. We're struggling, too. And she looked at them with these big eyes. And she goes, we should have been talking. And I think that is so, mm-hmm. so real and so deep is that as women and men and teens, that if we could just learn to communicate, uh, we realize that by sharing our truth, we're not victims. We're not trying to be victims. It is just our truth that we see how our truth can help restore and become truly a voice of hope to those around us. Comment. Well, this is Lynn. I I just hope that I am...
0: I, I am that person to, to other people, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm extroverted anyway, but I still have my <laughs> garden, my, my quote unquote secrets that I just don't really talk about and things like that. But I hope that I am able to be that friend to other people that they can maybe see my struggles, m- maybe unburden themselves to me and in mm. turn, I develop deeper relationships whether it's with family or friends or even somewhat of acquaintances or 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 especially my my girlfriends at church some of some of them I know are going through things and I hope mm-hmm. I'm the one that they can see that I'm not afraid to open up and share and there's no judgment there
1: Mm. And that's the key. You know, for years, Lynn, I just looked for someone that I could just find a cheek in their armor. It's like I could just find one woman that didn't look perfect. And that wasn't their fault. It was mine. I had this perception that, you know, I was the only one. That was the voice. That's what the enemy was saying to me. It's just be quiet. You're the only one. Well, ladies, you know, I want to end this. and, And for our listeners, I want you to know that, you know, this study is a safe place. It's a place where you can come in, you can listen, uh, you can participate, you can do whatever you want to do. The main thing is that you're going to be exposed to God's truth and good women, God's truth and good women. And for the men confront and conquer, I can say the very same thing, God's truth and good men, men who are there, women who are there who understand that we cannot do life alone, that God did not intend for us to do life alone, and therefore we can never truly heal on our own, that we must have one another, and that once we speak our truth, that there is a freedom that you you just want to run like a little girl or a little boy through the weeds, just so unbelievably unburdened by just the, 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 the yuck that these, uh, this hurt and this pain has been saying to you. But the chapters, you know, of the, uh, your, how the story goes wrong, dare to believe, dare to believe God's word, how to seize God's timing, how to fight for your future, how to quit fighting your past and turn and fight for your future. That's chapter four. Chapter five, how to step out and discover, to realize it's not going to all happen at one time. It's you're going to take tiny steps, but you're going to take tiny steps with people by your side. Chapter 6 is embrace today's opportunities, and Chapter 7 is never give up. It is an eight-week journey. It truly is a transformational journey filled with many people's stories, but more importantly, and the only thing that truly can transform, and that is God's Word. So I'd like to end our time today, ladies. We have about six or seven minutes. I'd like for each of you to tell me this, tell our audience this. In the process of going through this study, reading God's word, digging into one scripture at a time, what did you learn about God?
0: This is Laura.
3: Um, and w- what I learned was a deeper understanding of what was meant by God's grace and mercy. And to sum it up, the more I realized God had forgiven me for my past bad choices and the mess ups and the chaos that that was created at my hands, um, that I could stop beating up on myself and move forward Mm -hmm. to stop using energy for something that happened in the past. It just needed to be let go. So I learned how to let go and lift up.
0: So I love that. And this
4: is Jen. I'll say that um, I would say my biggest thing is I just realized that God is always there. You know, I, when I had first really gone through, as I mentioned before, an abusive relationship, I wouldn't have said that I had a, a deep faith at the time or a relationship with God, but then I look back on situations and how I got out of that situation. And I can clearly say now that I feel like there were moments where God spoke to me. And so I just remember feeling, um, Almost giddy about it, realizing like oh my mm-hmm. gosh i i wasn 't even seeking God at the time, and he was there um, he 's always mm-hmm. there first. We just need to stop and listen for him
1: love that that 's one of the exercises we do that shows um, that God was always there, even when we thought he had left the building that 's one of our one of our exercises. Thanks, Jen, who will mm-hmm. This is Karen and
2: What I would say I learned about God, and it sounds so simple right now, um, is that how much he loves us, and I felt him speaking Mm -hmm. that to me, um, and as we went through specific steps in, as I say, uncovering my burden and taking the healing steps, because it was that, you know, he loves us so much, and that he... He never expects us to be perfect and he never expects us to do things all on our own. As Jen said, he's always there. And it's just, if we want to be, if we say, well, we're not good enough to go do that, he's saying, but but you don't have, to, I, I'm i going to do it with you. I'm going to do it through you. And um, so that just, the, how much he loves us um, mm. is just, was an unbelievable takeaway for me.
1: Thank you, Karen. Well, I would,
0: is Lynn. I would tell you guys that uh, anybody that is thinking about doing something like this, this study is just amazing. I I think that we all live with some shame some guilt, some regret, and we kind of let it kind of creep in and and uh, kind of shape some of our, our lives. And um, I think that it, once we understand that God is our refuge and our strength, we will, what it really kind of came down to for me, and this was a really powerful thing for me, is How long will you hold on to something that God forgave you for long ago?
3: Mm.
0: And uh, to me, that was a a really powerful uh, 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 kind of thought to sit with. um, uh, Over, actually, you you know, several
1: weeks, it it really touched me and moved me. Mm. That's powerful, Lynn, and that is the truth right there. How long will we live, you know, under shame, guilt, and regret when God gave his only son so that we could be freed of all that? And that... That, my friends, is the basis of all this study, that God does not want us to live living any less than the abundance, unspeakable joy, full of significance. Now, that doesn't mean we're always going to feel warm and fuzzy, but that means that deep in our soul, we're not going to hear words of shame and guilt and regret. We're going to hear words of you're on the right track, you're doing the right thing, keep going and never give up. Well, friends, I want to, you know, we've talked about some deep subjects. We've got two minutes here. Let's talk about the fun that we have in this study. How many of it, what what is, what is the moment of fun? I hear all the laughing and giggling already. We also laugh and have a good time, don't we?
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, no, I have, y'all know I have my red glitter shoes ready to come and bring to y'all to show tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> We do
1: we do activities like tomorrow night in our study. It's like bring bring the shoe bring the shoe that represents you. And so, um, but we really do laugh a lot, don't we? It, we, we it's um, it's fun, you know the fellowship. Um, it's just um, it's a good blend, don't? Wouldn't you all say of the things that we do?
0: Absolutely.
3: Y'all being quiet.
1: <laughs> the,
3: the activities are a lot of fun, and I find them to be a tangible expression of what the lesson is about. So it gives you that yes. hands-on application.
1: Yeah. We, we go into, uh, we go into the magazines and read outrageous ads, which are always funny, and we bring in that. We do that doily activity. There's activities. There's things. It's not just sitting and listening. It's, it's fun. We're always creating something different so if you are listening and you're interested you know in being a part of this group being among women like you've just listened to these ladies uh we would love 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 to have you anybody we have about three minutes anybody have a final thought or actually we have two minutes anybody have a final thought that they would like to, to share uh to anyone or or if you use all your words anybody have a final thought Kim, this
2: is Karen. My final thought would be that just as, as you were saying how much fun it is, I was just talking to somebody um, over the weekend about having a burden to the blessings at her church. And I was saying there's conversation, there's fun, there's friendship. And Kim's teachings are deep in scripture, but they are so practical. And it's, we, are, we, are, we are laughing. We are laughing. We are crying a little bit. And um, and it's just such a wonderful experience.
1: Well, thank you, and I do believe it is. I've been through this hundreds of times throughout the years, and I always walk away uh, learning something from the conversations that have been had. Because people' experiences—that's one of the most critical parts of the study—is for people to share and their the things that they have gone through. Because that also draws a picture of God. It draws a picture of of his grace and, um, you know, what he is, what he is about. It's about making God visible in our world. So, friends, I would just like to um, thank you so much for joining me today. I'll see you all on Zoom tomorrow as we continue our studies on Zoom Zoom in the morning and tomorrow evening. For those who are listening and you think that you would like to be a part of one of our Zooms, please let us know. You can go to... our facebook our Facebook page or our website kimcravel dot org and and leave a message or you can just leave a message here on up to me radio um, I want you to know that if you'd like to get the book burns the blessings we have the book and the workbook we have the videos we have everything um, you can go to amazon dot com to get those books to purchase those books all the proceeds of all the monies toward any of the books that we've written in the ministry goes directly back into the ministry so um that is not a a, a sale on books it's just a, a it's a it's a it is a uh, um, it's a help you know it's something that that lines out the scriptural path of healing if you'd like to be a part of that also, the Burdens the Blessings uh, TV show is on on many uh, stations. If you would like to, um, you know, be a part of that, you can look that up in your area. But m- the most important part, the most important part about all this is to come back and say, you know, where are you? are you? Are you happy? Are you feeling like you're fulfilling your calling? Or do you have a burden that's still speaking to you, that's still telling you just to just a hush up. Be quiet. No one would understand. No one would believe you. No one would accept you. Because if you are hearing those, those are not God's words, my friends. It is God. It is Jesus in his own words that gets down to each and every one of us today. As he did with the Samaritan woman. And he kneels towards you. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. He says, come to me. Quit running to the medication Quit running to the next drink Quit running to the next pop psychology magazine Quit running into your darkness Come to me Run to me he says Run to me Because I can take everything That has happened in your past And I can transform it Into the most beautiful purpose Into your future It is true God can take our hurts He can heal them And then he can allow those healed hurts to become a message of hope to this world. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next week, friends, keep your conversation going. Bye, everybody. Bye, ladies. Thank you for joining me. Bye, Bye, everyone.
3: Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit... KimCrable.com Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit KimCrable.com.